Hello and welcome to the podcast where I interview industry professionals. I ask about their businesses, experiences, and perspectives to hopefully teach you a thing or two. So take a listen, subscribe, and look out for a new episode Monday mornings. I am your host, Kenneth LaRosa, and this is Season 2 of Real Estate and Coffee. All right, and welcome to this episode of Real Estate and Coffee. I'm here with Mike. Mike, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Ken. I've been waiting, you know, guest number 285. I know where I stand <laughs> in the pecking order. It's cool. It's cool. You were on the top of my list. Yeah, a- sure. I know how it works. I know how it works. You just, you were excited for this moment when you got to spend half an hour sitting down and having me abuse you verbally. I love it. And record it too. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Start off with the first question. What is one professional thing you've learned this year so far? Well, I spend every day learning about psychology. It's kind of the one thing that gets overlooked as an agent. Considering my personality is the whole business, my ability to negotiate, my ability to interact with clients, and my ability to bring my best self into every day. So each day I listen to different podcasts, I read different books, I do something to make myself a little bit better at bringing my best self forward, bringing more positivity, bringing more understanding and just being more excited to be at work. And it's not so hard, I love what I do. So, you know, it's, it sets me up for a daily routine that, that can really advance me as a person, not only as an agent. Great. Where do you think the market is headed? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I wish I knew I would buy some real estate if it was going up and I would sell some real estate if it was going down. Um, I'm pretty confident in it. I think, uh, I think that we're only going to get higher from here. I think the prices are going to go up. I just don't see, I don't see the market yielding at this point. Like I just see all the returns for the rental properties are justifying the prices and, and there's buyers. There's tons of buyers who are trying to get into the market. The pre-con is selling like crazy. So, you know. Personally, I think it's going to go up from here. I think 2020 is going to be a big year. Whoever bought in December 2019 is going to get the whole year's gains once it turns to January 2020. Cool. In your opinion, where do you think is the next neighborhood to invest in? That's a good question. And it's so broad and generic. Do you want to help me out a little bit? Invest how? Invest as a return, invest as a first time home buyer, invest as a $5 million home buyer, you know. What would you normally work with? Well, my clients range. I do a lot of work with people who are either living in Forest Hill all the way down to first time home buyers. Uh, I have a real background in construction and development, so I have a lot of clients who flip houses. I have a lot of clients who buy rental properties. You know, if we're talking investment, I think we're talking rental properties, duplexes, triplexes, etc. Like, I personally try to guide all my clients as close to the middle of downtown as possible. I just think you have the best market for rent there, you can charge a premium. And you end up with this really valuable real estate that people are going to always need. People won't always need, you know, real estate in Peterborough, but they will always want to be close to work in the downtown core. They'll always want to be in Trinity Bellwoods. They'll always want to be in areas like that. So 
the closer to the middle of the city you can get, the better. The farther south you can get, the better. Also, you know, you have to look at deals individually and what the offering is. And sometimes you can do a better deal in Peterborough than you can in downtown Toronto. So it really is, um, it's, it's about analyzing the deals one by one and not just putting a blanket over things as this is the next area to hit. You mentioned you have a background in construction and development, uh, and you also mentioned flipping. So in terms of flipping, where have you seen or where do you feel like there are potential to gain to see higher gains in flipping? In terms of neighborhood? Yeah. Um, I think it's again, it's it's individual. It's it's deal by deal. I actually think the best yields in flipping come from Forest Hill. Actually, you get a premium there, whatever money you spend, you get out of the project. You just need a much bigger budget to play in that market. If you're you know, just starting out your career in flipping and you want a project that's uh, $900,000 buy or a million dollar buy, I think Corso Italia is a great place to go. Uh, maybe Oakwood Vaughn, I'm not sure how much you can do there in that price point, but somewhere in between the two lies a really good opportunity. Great. What one thing do you think you do very well? I treat my clients very well. I, I really think I go above and beyond for my clients because every single one of my clients either is a friend or is now a friend. Like, you know, I really love my clients. I appreciate them. And I can tell you I negotiate better than anyone and I, you know, I work harder than anyone. Maybe those are true, maybe not. I can't quantify that, but I really do love my clients and I really do go the extra mile to make sure they're as happy as possible and they get the best possible situation. That's awesome. Tell us about your biggest failure and what you've learned from it. It's funny, I don't know if I have one biggest failure, but we do this thing in our group, my little team, and at the end of every process, after every sale, we sit down and we say what worked and what didn't work. So we really want to know how to streamline our process to be as perfect as possible. And the goal is that pursuit of perfection as you go along. And sometimes you run things perfectly. You get 25 offers on a property. And sometimes, you know, you make mistakes and you learn and you adapt and the market changes and you can't you can't run everything perfectly. So we try to sit down at the end of each process and see exactly what we did right and exactly what we did wrong. And that's our way of growing each time. And not just, not just treating everything like a deal, but treating everything as an experience and a platform for growth. You mentioned the pursuit of perfection. Do you feel like you'll ever get there? No, you can't get to perfection, you know. For those that know me, they know I love Japan. And I go to Japan whenever I can, and I just love their culture. And I think that's the reason I love their culture, is they're always striving for, for perfection, knowing they'll never get there, knowing that they'll never actually be perfect. But it's the, it's the journey, it's the pursuit that you really enjoy. You mentioned how essentially a lot of the things you do is Continue, continuing to educate yourself and then continuing to better your experience with clients. Uh, what is one thing you would teach a brand new agent? Being a brand new agent, 
is so hard. I feel bad for anyone who's in their first year knowing how hard it was for me and how hard it's going to be for them. And, you know, I tell them what I know. I tell them to focus on yourself, to focus on being the best version of yourself. There's unlimited people who are going to tell you to cold call and door knock, and that's great, but nobody really teaches you how to do that. I think if you come with your best self to those situations, you're actually going to have success with them. I door knock, but it only started working for me when I started being the best me. And so I, I try to tell kids who just start, like, you know, figure this out. Figure out how to be the best version of you. Figure out how to be the most confident, most energetic, most uh, excited to wake up every day and go to work. And then success will follow. You said it, it was hard. What was the hardest thing you found when you started off? Oh, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I, I would show up to the office. I'd look at a bunch of people doing a bunch of work and I'd go, okay, what do I do? Like, I didn't know what my job was for probably the first six months, a year. Maybe I still don't know. You know, like I'm working on it every day. I'm working on figuring out how to make my job more streamlined. But in that first year when you go to the tutorials and they tell you how to deal with clients and I'm going, how do I get clients? How do I get that client? How do I get someone to trust me? Um, it was impossible. There were days that you just, you just couldn't do it. And it's, it's just the perseverance that comes through in the end. You know, if you keep going, if you keep treating yourself like you're a real agent and telling yourself you're a real agent, you're good at what you do, uh, eventually things fall into place. But it took a long time, uh, a lot of long days. That's great. Now switching it up a bit, finish this sentence. If I wasn't in real estate, I would be? Wow, that's awful. That's awful. Every one of my interests is in real estate, except just different variations of it. I love interior design. I like the idea of doing construction. You know, I have a diploma in construction. Uh, I like the idea of being on the flip side of things, doing developments. And, you know, my only real interest outside of real estate is travel, basketball, and art. And I can't imagine making a career in any of those unless the Raptors are hiring. <laughs> I would be great as a Raptors player. You know, <laughs> the last man on the bench just come in to jack a shot up. <laughs> That's awesome. So basically, if you weren't in real estate... I would be homeless. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite sport? Obviously basketball. Yeah. Did you play when you were a kid? Of course. You know, I was like five feet tall competing against these six-foot kids. I was the last guy to grow, and I just remember being overwhelmed. But I loved it. I showed up every day. They give me five, ten minutes on the court, and I still loved it. I still played. I still play to this day every week. Uh, it's, I don't know, for me, it's like the best. It just really is. What position? Uh, I think just uh, like a really undersized power forward. Just like super undersized power forward, you know? That's perfect. And finally, what is your favorite coffee shop in the city and what do you normally order? You know, I don't hang out that much in coffee shops. Do you hang out every day in a coffee shop? Not at all. Um, 
I guess I go to Aroma in the village a lot because I work right there and that seems to be my go-to. But uh, I'm not a coffee shop enthusiast. Is this, is this bad? Can I no longer be on the show? Is this a prerequisite? I'm it not quite not sure. It is not a prerequisite. But you do drink coffee. I do. Yes. I do drink coffee. So what do you normally order? Uh, a black coffee. Yeah. Sugar? I'm, no. No. I'm trying to cut out sugar. No. It's going really poorly. <laughs> That's the goal is cut out sugar, lose some weight, and all I've done is gain weight. So it's going great. Awesome. <laughs> um, and those are all the questions I have for you. Thank you very much. That was Michael Silverberg. Ken, thank you so much for having me on episode 285. I really appreciate it. I know I'm high up in your roster of people that you want to talk to, but I finally got out here. We put it down. It's, it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was great. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, remember, you can catch us on anywhere you get your podcasts. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Bye. Thank you very much for joining us today on this episode of Real Estate and Coffee. Hopefully, you were able to learn at least one thing today. I am your host, Kenneth LaRosa. You can find me on Instagram at Kenneth LaRosa. And if you want to connect with today's guest, take a look at this episode's description to find their socials. Have a great day. And if you enjoyed this, please share it with one person you think could benefit from our show. Talk to you soon.